We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We'll take a quick break from football talk because Sip, there is a big game tonight for basketball. Men's basketball season begins tonight at PBA Nebraska against Western Illinois, 7 p.m. at PBA. I will be there. You will not because you're busy today. I'll give you the scoop, though. Thank We're you. joined by Husker Online's Robin Washit. Robin, good morning. We're back tonight, baby. We're back. Basketball is back at PBA Nebraska, a 16-point favorite. It, do you see them winning comfortably tonight? What, what, I mean, what do you expect from the squad tonight in, when the lights are shining and the, and the games actually count tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think you'll see uh, more of the same of what we saw uh, over the two exhibition games. You know, that was kind of the best part about that is they were able to at least get that uh, the, the nerves and, and all the newness out of returning to playing in front of fans out of the way. Um, you know, it wasn't the, the biggest crowds out there, but they were still fans. And for a lot of these guys, it was the first time they, as collegiate basketball players, had ever been uh, in, in a game with fans in the stands. So um, that was important um, as much as anything. And so I think that the, uh, you know, that element of it is not going to be as big of a deal, but it's still notable. I mean, this, this game actually counts now, and they know it. Uh, and uh, the season is officially for real now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, yeah, I, I think that they'll, if they do what they do, they'll be fine. Um, I think they're uh, you know, getting the hype that they're getting for a reason. Um, they're uh, an extremely talented team that certainly has its flaws, but you know, I think that the pros can outweigh the cons, especially in a matchup like this where they are the uh, you know, a, a heavy favorite. And as long as they do what they're supposed to do, it should be a relatively comfortable victory. Western Illinois, I don't expect a full breakdown, Robin Washington of HuskerOnline.com, of a full breakdown of Western Illinois, but what is Nebraska? Well, I'll give you one. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Okay, okay. Let's go, Robin. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what is the, like, what would, if you were Fred Hoiberg, what would concern you about facing this team? That's their size. Um, okay. If you want to look at Nebraska's biggest weakness, it's rebounding. Uh, they've given up, um, what was it, 35 offensive rebounds in the two uh, exhibition games. <laughs> One of those games was Bruce State. So uh, defensive boards have been a real issue and will be a real issue all season long. And then you look at what Western Illinois does. They've got a front court with two six ten guys, and their best player is six foot seven. So they've got a lot of height and length, um, and they're going to be really aggressive on the glass. And so uh, you know, for Nebraska to play the type of game that it needs or wants to play you got to get defensive boards because when you get those rebounds, that's when your transition game is at its best, and that's when Nebraska's at its best. So uh, that is clearly the biggest issue right now. Um, you know, like I said, Nebraska's, uh, from a talent standpoint, you know, pretty far ahead of, of Western Illinois. But uh, when you come down to just Western Illinois being able to exploit Nebraska's biggest weakness, that's, that's where it is. So they have to do a better job at rebounding. This would be a good start to addressing some of the issues – they've had in that regard and a big way that they can help um you know it's not just a matter of their tall guys beating you know the opponent's tall guys they need their guards to be far more active on the glass to be able to crash down and um okay initiate first contact after the shot fred hoiberg talks about that a lot uh-huh. uh to avoid those long offensive rebounds a lot of the issues they've had are like three-pointers 
that have been missed that that bounce uh, you know a long way off the rim and guards are swooping in and just kind of out hustling Nebraska's guards for offensive rebounds. So that I think would go a long way in fixing some of their defensive rebounding woes as if their backcourt got more involved. So that's a big I mean now I can't imagine that Trey McGowan's gets out rebounded too much by an opposing guard, right? I mean McGowan's has to be strong in that area. Am I yeah, correct? I mean, a, a lot of it is just doing the things necessary before the shot. I mean, you know, where if you're totally out of position, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter how strong you are. Like, right. I think that's that's kind of the the issue. And it's, it's obviously Trey might not be the, the the biggest issue on there, but when you got a bunch of um, you know guys on the perimeter, you got to have that anticipation and understanding of what you need to be doing before the shot even hits the rim to put yourself in a position to defensive rebound. So it's just a mentality thing. Um, I think. A lot of Nebraska's issues can be fixed um, in practice by developing the, the right mentality. It's not just a matter of Nebraska being small that they'll never be able to recover from it. I think if, if they have the right, uh, you know, uh, like I said, mentality for, for rebounding, they, they can fix a lot of their stuff. Robert, I think people expect Alonzo Verge to be your go-to score, your number one guy in terms of points per game. Is it, is it obvious that it's Trey, too? Is it Bryce, too? And if it's not Bryce, when does Bryce get up there, if, if ever? This season, well, well, Bryce led him in scoring against Colorado, so certainly he's capable of being in that conversation. And with Bryce, uh, you know, right now, probably the the biggest issue in, in his game over the first two exhibitions has been his scoring. And if that's the case, uh, you're feeling pretty good if you're Fred Hoiberg. When you look at all the other stuff that he's doing uh, defensively, um, you know, with his passing uh, and just utilizing his length to. to you know, clog up passing lanes. He's he's bringing a lot to the table and doing a lot of really good things that for freshmen oftentimes are the the hardest things to teach. So um, this kid is a natural scorer. The ball is going to go in for him. Uh, obviously, he had 15 points against Colorado, so um, he showed a glimpse of uh, the, what he can bring to the table. And with every game he gets under his belt, the more comfortable he's going to be offensively and the more assertive he's going to uh, play uh, with the ball in his hands. So I'm not worried about that aspect. Like I said, if, if that's your biggest issue with him, uh, you're in a good spot. Shifting gears to football, Robin Washett um, of HuskerOnline.com. i got to admit, I was sort of taken by surprise that Frost made the moves on his offensive staff uh, before the season is over. What? How do you s- – square that part of the discussion up in your mind, making those moves with two games remaining? I mean, I, I think recruiting is probably the only real explanation. The fact that it was during the bye week and the coaches are going to be going on the road. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I think to, to be able to, to sell something, uh, you know, when you're, when you're out there talking to, to coaches and players, um, you know, eliminating the, the questions of who's going to be there, who's not going to be there. I think was really important for them to salvage, um, you know, whatever opportunities they have left on the recruiting front. Um, and, and then also the transfer portal, I think is a big deal. So, you know, when, if they're able to move quickly and bring in replacements, you get a head start on trying to capitalize on maybe some recruiting ties and relationships that can get you in on some guys leading into the early signing day. And then obviously, uh, as soon as the season ends, uh, being able to hit the transfer portal harder than ever. Back to Hoops for a second, Rob, but I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I saw on Friday uh, Andy Katz put Nebraska as a 10 seed in his projected bracket for the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Were you shocked to see that? I mean, do you, do you believe that 
people believe that's possible this year for this team? I mean, I mean, I, I guess I was taken aback by it. What was your response to that? Yeah, Andy's kind of been hit and miss with Nebraska. I remember a few years ago when you know Tim had the Roby Copeland Palmer Watson team. He was all in on Nebraska and was projecting them to be like a, a five seed or at one point. So uh, you know, it's it's right now they haven't played a real game yet, and it's all just projections at this point. Some people are really high on Nebraska. Some people aren't at all. Joe Lenardi had <laughs> Nebraska picked uh, pick them thirteenth in the Big Ten. So hmm. the range is varying with these national guys. Um, obviously, Andy likes a lot about Nebraska. He, he has them not only as a 10 seed, but as um, the number one bubble contender in the Big Ten. Uh, so, you know, as far as the tiers go, he's at the top of that third tier that's, that's right on the bubble. So, that, I mean, I guess I'm not totally surprised. I mean, there's a lot of people that are high on Nebraska and think that they can make a significant jump, but – you know, it's, it is preseason. It's early November right now. Um, as much hype as there's been this offseason, there is still a lot for this team to prove. But clearly, um, in the small sample size that we've seen, especially that Colorado game, they've, they've shown what they're capable of. And if they can continue that um, with a strong non-con and be able to uh, be competitive in the Big Ten, that that type of season is certainly on the table. Robin, always good stuff. Enjoy the game tonight. We will chat with you again next week. Sounds great, guys. See you later. Husker Online's Robin Washett. Yes, Husker Hoops, 7 p.m. tonight against Western Illinois at PBA. I, I keep thinking this before we get to the game show. I, I just, I'm kind of bummed that a week from today, Nebraska plays Creighton. It's, it's not meant to be this early in the season. It's meant to be in early to mid-December when, when the teams don't know who they are fully yet, but they kind of have an idea of what they're doing. I don't like playing Creighton the third game of the season. It just takes the buzz away. Hmm. 6 p.m. on a Tuesday in November, you know, with this football still going on. Disappointing. Still hmm. bummed by that. Hmm. I wonder if people feel the same way as me on that. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. I, I never thought of it that way. Still Creighton, Nebraska. They always big. play Creighton like on a Saturday in December, like December 7th, December 9th. It's always that time frame. Mm-hmm. And this year it's a Tuesday at 6 p.m., the third game of the season. You don't know anything about either team at that point. You, yes, you do. They've played exhibitions and they'll have games under their belts. Yeah, but it's you not. Know. It's not the same. It's just not the same with a football game that upcoming Saturday against Wisconsin with with four, you know, replacement coaches on the I'm offense. Trying to be staff. a little more glass glass half full. I am glass half full on on this team. I just wish I you could you play are. Creighton in December. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay, let's play the game. Let's play the game. So give us a call right now at 464-5685. Your chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe. Today's topic is 2021 top college wide receivers as seen by NFL projections. Say that again. 2021 top college wide receivers oh, as God. seen by NFL okay. projections. All right. Well, how are we doing? These guys this? are going to get drafted next year, 2022. Okay. And what's the, how are we doing it? How you I will it give up? you the player. You tell me what team he plays for. Okay. These guys are seen as the best receivers in the game, at least in terms of NFL potential. Yeah. It, so in the college game. Yes. College. Wow. College this is not going to be easy. Uh, right. It's not always supposed to be easy. Right. Let's see if I get my, the computer's freezing on me. So I'm going to try to stall. 464. Five six eight five again. Call the takedown sip and trivia. Once I get the computer back, I'll play the music for you. But it's freezing on me, which is awesome. Did you win yesterday? You lost yesterday, Awkward. right? You're, yeah, oh, I you're lost. You're one on the week. Yeah, I lost. Okay, here we go. Let's see if it goes now. All right, shut up, simple. Starts right now. Come on, come on. It's coming. 
play. Here it comes. Here we go. Starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, "Shut up, Sipple!" <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play four six four five six eight five. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, four six four five six eight five. Call the Dick Down Sip and Trivia. How do you feel about the top college receivers in the game right now? I see Not by like, NFL projections. I mean, because of uh, pretty good. I'll just say pretty. I'm, I'm going to guess right now that you guys don't do very well today because I would not do very well today in this. But let's see. McLean, how do you feel about uh, the top college receivers this year? I like to think I know a lot, but we'll see what happens. All right, McLean, let's I'm do very this. very curious how this goes. It's a great name, by the yeah, way, McLean. Yeah, McLean. All right, let's Thank see, you. Let's see if we get well. any questions right today. Here's the first question to McLean. McLean, what school does Jalen Cropper play for? Ooh. I'm just going to throw it out there and say Alabama. Always a good guess when you go for receivers. Pass. That'd be Fresno State or okay. Jalen Cropper. Jalen Cropper. Harrison did not know that. Yeah, I think this is going to be tough. All right. These, again, these are considered the top receivers out okay. there for the NFL. All right, Sip. What school does Calvin Austin the third play for? When in doubt, guess Pitt. I don't think Pitt's not a bad guess because Kenny Pickett's tearing it up out there. It is not Pitt. McLean, do you want that one, or do you want to let that go? Uh, I'm going to pass on that one. That would be the uh, Memphis Memphis Tigers. Whoa, that's hard. Memphis. Fresno and Memphis? Uh, these are guys. Hello. Just Look at the NFL <laughs> I mean, draft projections. God. Yeah, I mean, how would you know? I mean, come on. All right, keep going. I didn't want to give the easy, I easy you. ones, you know. Okay, all right, this is uh, all right for the lead, McLean, your last question. What school does Josh Downs play for? Look at Harrison's face. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Baylor. Good guess. Yeah. These have all been pretty good guesses so far. They're all incorrect. Um, I, I, I can pass. Probably, right? I'd probably assume you want to pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good That'd assumption. be Mac Brown, North Carolina Tar Heels for Josh Towns. Okay. All right. Will we get a question right or not? This is for the win. If you missed this, all right, this is McLean can steal. This is intense. And win outright. Okay. Zero, zero time. Yeah. What school does Khalil Shakir play for? Texas. Some days you just need a you know a scoreless game. McLean, do you want that one or are we going to the tiebreaker? I'm gonna go with the tiebreaker. That'd be the Boise State Broncos. Oh god. <laughs> oh, oh god. <laughs> Alright, this goes to Sip. The good news is you can't, you know, this is just an over-under. We can't get this one terribly wrong. Someone's going to win the game right here. All right, so this is to you. Trevor Inslee of Nevada has the record for most receiving yards in a season in college football history back in 1999, an individual season. How many yards did he have in the 1999 football season at Nevada? Trevor Inslee. The receiver. Hold on, I'm, I got to look at something. Um. Okay. How many yards did he have? 
2,103. Okay. All right. McLean, there's the number. 2,103 yards over under that for the most yards in an individual season in college football history. I got to say under. That was a great guess. You said 2,103. It was 2,060. You're only 43 oh. yards high. So oh. Great over-under guess. Just a little bit off. Thank you, McLean. Thank yes. Yeah, we, it was we locked horns. It was muddy out there, but I congratulate you on your victory. Yes, congrats to McLean. Thank you. Uh, by the way, that is the only receiver to ever go over 2,000 yards in the football. Man. Man. That was ugly. Yeah. I knew it might be ugly. Yeah. But, you know, we can't always have these pretty games. I would sort there. of be embarrassed if I knew Boise State was that guy. Like, how would I catch that? Maybe you watch a random night uh, game. Rando. Yeah. yeah. We'll wrap things up with uh, Connor Happer and Mike Schaefer for the spillover on early break in the ticket.